from the studios of Farm Journal Broadcast. This is Ag Day. Police get an assist from an unlikely source. Find the cows. How they help make a high stakes arrest. Wild weather. An update as a massive winter storm continues to push across the country, bringing snow, wind, and dangerous conditions. As the dairy industry continues to see growth, even as it fights inflation. 24 could be uh, some you know, uh, crunch times. We take a look ahead as this year's Milk Business Conference gets underway, right now on Agden. Good morning, I'm Clinton Griffiths. While inflation may be easing, interest rate hikes are not. The Federal Reserve announcing a smaller half-point increase to its key rate. It comes after four straight three-quarter point interest rate hikes. Now, some analysts say it's a sign the Fed is starting to dial back its efforts to combat inflation. And inflation continues to weigh on the minds of many shoppers, especially at the grocery store, including in the dairy aisle, which has seen some of the largest price hikes. Coverage of the 2022 Milk Business Conference on Ag Day is brought to you by Rabo AgriFinance. Discover how an unmatched network of local relationship managers and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Growing ambition. Learn more at RoboAg.com. Tyne Morgan joins us from this year's Milk Business Conference in Las Vegas. And Tyne, what's on the minds of dairy producers at the conference? Well, Clinton, some areas of concern have not changed from last year. That includes higher costs across the board and then, of course, labor. But as you look at dairy demand this year, it has held strong despite inflation. The question is of how those higher costs will impact dairy farmers' bottom line in 2023. I think the cost of everything and, of course, water issues are huge in California. Dairy farmers from across the country are wading through the reality of higher feed prices, input prices, and inflation that's impacting their operation across the board. Well, inflation has reached its zenith. It did so back in March. It's now coming down. The question is, how far will it fall in 2023, and what's the new natural rate of inflation? Back in the last 10, 10 years, it was somewhere around 1.4%. We now think it's closer to 3 to 3.5%, three meaning that interest rates are going to be staying higher. Dan Bossy of Ag Resource Company dubbing it the Great Reset and one that he says is costing farmers more money on nearly every corner of their farm. If you look at 7th District data, this is the big fat states, the I states in the middle of the country. They are now looking at operational loan costs being at around 6.8%. If you needed to borrow money to buy farmland, it's about 6.5%. This is up about three percentage points from last year substantially. And so whatever your interest rates costs were last year, it's going to be double. Bossy thinks interest rates could increase again early next year. The great financial reset is happening where interest rates are rising. There's a new asset class called cash. And as we look forward, I think that reset will have a big impact on re uh, repricing assets. Not so much farmland, but equities and lots of other things. And farmers need to be aware of that. Farm Journal's Washington correspondent Jim Wiesmeyer says he's more concerned about 2024 than 2023 in terms of the great financial reset and impact on agriculture. Later in uh, 2023, I think you'll see some of the pressures uh, start because as the carryover from relatively uh, firm prices this past year uh, play out and some of these uh, ad hoc disaster payments are spent and, uh, and, uh, and other farm program payments. So yeah, tw 24 could be uh, some you know, uh, 
crunch times, uh, and it has to be cash flow. You know, cash flow is uh, you know predominant in cutting cost. And Clinton, immigration is another hot button issue here at Milk Business Conference for dairy farmers. Jim Wiesmeyer, he's actually optimistic. He thinks that we can see some movement on immigration policy in Washington in 2023, but he says that has to happen in the first six months of the year. Reporting from Milk Business Conference here in Las Vegas, I'm Tyne Morgan for Ag Day. All right, thanks Tyne. And one dairy item seems to be on many people's minds, cream cheese, according to a survey conducted by Morning Consult, cream cheese sold at Walmart under its Great Value brand was the eighth fastest growing brand this year, competing against such brands as Meta, Crocs, and Adobe. And that shocked many people because store brand cream cheese isn't normally in the fight for most popular product, which shows there's still a big demand for dairy. A massive winter storm is continuing to push across the country. The storm bringing blizzard-like conditions across multi-state areas, including northeastern Colorado, eastern Wyoming, portions of Montana, Nebraska, and the Dakotas. Tractor Ninja in Colorado sharing videos saying there was six-foot drifts on their property with winds howling at times, making for some incredible scenes at sunrise, though. Jacqueline Wilson saying she had to go through several barricades to get to her cows. She said at the time this video was taken in Alliance, Nebraska, it was 16 degrees with winds up to 40 miles per hour and the snow kept coming. And as bad as it is right now across this region of the Northern Plains, one of the hallmarks of this system will be the lack of warming after the system pulls away, meaning it's just going to start getting colder and colder as we move beyond this storm's primary blizzard impact. So it's going to be a very slow recovery, especially in those hard to reach rural areas where there's going to be considerable blowing and drifting. That makes it real tough for livestock producers to reach and check on the welfare of their animals in the wake of this system. Further south, that massive storm spawned tornadoes. A possible tornado passed through the area of Decatur, Texas on Tuesday morning. This drone video shows the aftermath. Moving east, the tornado struck the town of Farmerville, Louisiana in the northern part of the state. Police in the town say 25 people were injured, some critically, after the storm leveled one neighborhood. Tornado warnings were also issued in Mississippi, where mobile homes were destroyed in Sharkey County. Meteorologist Matt Urasavik joins us, and Matt, behind this system is a big blast of cold air. That's right, Clinton, and as we uh, kind of see this cold air really start to move into the country, it's not only going to stick around heading into the weekend, it's going to stick around through next week. Take a look at the temperatures this upcoming week. We've got well below normal through most of the eastern half of the country and the northern half of the country as well. Colder air sticking around through the Christmas holiday, but take a look at this afternoon. Temperatures in the teens and 20s back up into the northern plains, back where a lot of snow has fallen over the past few days. Then chillier air starting to filter its way towards the Ohio Valley and into the northeast where they'll be seeing some snow over the next 24 to 36 hours from the same system that dumped heavy snow in the northern plains. Here is that system continuing to move eastward as we head through Thursday. Snow still ongoing back towards Minneapolis and in the Dakotas. But look at the heavy snow beginning to move through the mountains of Pennsylvania and New York State. Heavy snow in interior New England could add up pretty quickly there as that storm system then transfers all of its energy towards the coast. Something we'll continue to track right here on Ag Day.
Yields in the Fields on Ag Day is brought to you by Micro Essentials from Mosaic, the science of more. Discover our proven products. Text YIELDS to 31313. And harvest is finally over for Andy Carthel of Friona, Texas. Andy says they finally found the rows they were looking for. He says cotton yields have been above average, about two and a half bales, which is surprisingly good given the dry year they had. I'll have more on your forecast coming up. The fight against bird flu continues. Four new cases of bird flu at Iowa turkey farms in the past few days are pushing the number of birds slaughtered nationwide this month to limit the spread of the virus up to nearly 700,000. The latest cases only add to the toll of this year's ongoing outbreak that has prompted officials to kill more than 53 million birds in 47 states. You can see on this map, Iowa continues to be the hardest hit, but several other bird flu cases have been confirmed this month in Minnesota, South Dakota, Missouri, and Colorado. In Indiana, officials say bird flu was confirmed in snow geese and other water birds from Gibson County in the southwestern portion of the state and is suspected in a commercial turkey flock in nearby Davies County. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack announcing a second round of funding for the Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program. Secretary awarding $325 million in taxpayer funding. It involves 71 smaller projects. Now, Vilsack saying this latest round is focused on projects targeting underserved producers and partnerships with minority-serving academic institutions. The secretary making the announcement at Tuskegee University in Alabama, which received funding for two projects focused on pasture improvement and sustainable grazing. We have a unique opportunity and a responsibility to reach out uh, to those uh, historically uh, underserved uh, producers who have been hit hard, uh, to reach out to those small size farming operations, to let them know that they too can participate fully and completely in a significant uh, opportunity that USDA is providing. Now the second round follows an initial round of $2.8 billion in funding across 70 larger projects, which were announced back in September. Total funding awarded under both rounds stands at $3.1 billion. The funding comes from the Commodity Credit Corporation. It was a mixed and cautious day ahead of the Federal Reserve announcement. We'll look at markets coming up next and later how some friendly cows came to the aid of law enforcement in the country. And time is running out to register for the Case IH holiday giveaway. One lucky winner will be drawn each day next Monday through Friday. We'll announce those winners right here on Ag Day. They will receive a Case IH prize pack. Then the grand prize winner will be announced on U.S. Farm Report on Christmas Eve. They'll win a Farmall Seed Pedal Tractor. To enter, head to the website on your screen, caseihholidaygiveaway.com. Despite strong net farm income, sales of new tractors are sputtering. Heading into year's end, the November flash report from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers shows sales were down 21% compared to November of 2021. Now, the biggest dip coming from smaller, under 40 horsepower tractors off some 28% year over year. Now, for all of 2022, farm tractor sales are down about 15% compared to the same 11 months in 21. The bright spot? larger 100 plus horsepower two-wheel drive units. Combine sales for the year, however, up 16% in 2022. 
was a mostly lower day for markets ahead of the Federal Reserve announcement. Agnes Michelle Rook has a closer look in today's Markets Now. Markets were mostly lower on Wednesday ahead of that Fed announcement. Don Rose U.S. Commodities joins us in a half percent. Uh, that was anticipated by the market, but it's kind of more about what's ahead that the market was kind of trying to anticipate, right, Don? Yeah, you know, I think these markets are uh, slower and lower. And, you know, the real issue is going forward, the Fed is still signaling that they're going to have three more uh, hikes in 2023. They're uh, signaling that it has to go to five to five and a quarter. They're talking unemployment going from 3.7 to 4.6. And they also said they were disappointed in uh, the inflation not declining as much as they hoped. So um, send some cautious signals for uh, the future, Michelle. And the higher interest rates are having an impact on producers' ability to get credit, aren't they? Well, you know, I think the big thing is the producer, it's not like the olden days where, you, you know, money was very cheap. You could sit on grain and it wouldn't cost you that much to hold. Operating notes now are uh, 7 to 8%, so um, time is money. And so I think that's a bit of a drag, as you'll see after the first of the year, a pickup in selling rather than sitting on the grain. So what do you anticipate this will all mean for money flow, either in or out of commodities uh, going into the end of the year and starting into 23? Well, I think when you look at the money around the world, I mean, now you have uh, uh, short-term interest rates, UST bills, if you will, getting close to 5%. So to get that kind of return, it definitely takes the starch out of the uh, commodity market from an investment, particularly when you're looking at the overall nervousness in the market with the dollar uh, strong and the rest of the economy afraid, not only in the U.S., but around the world, that we could go into a recession next year, well advertised. And I think when you see unemployment, talk like going close to 5%, uh, no doubt that's an issue, Michelle. Are you concerned about recession, meaning less demand for ag goods? Well, you know, I think most definitely, if you're talking about the big fight is uh, food and uh, energy, and that is a, a direct bullet right at the ag sector, Michelle. So most definitely that's a concern. All right, something to keep in mind. Thanks for joining us, John Rose, U.S. Commodities. More Ag Day coming up. For all your risk management and trading needs, call one of the U.S. Commodity Specialists at joining us here taking a look at our jet stream which doesn't really look like a stream right now more of a target over the top of the northern plains definitely and that target bringing in some very cold air to the northern plains and that's going to continue to move eastward and then kind of replenish itself heading towards christmas something that could lead to more snow chances and that cold air hovering over the central part of the country as you can see as we head through thursday and into the weekend that colder air is going to be moving its way to the north and east parts of new england and the ohio valley going to start to see some of that cold but it kind of lets up a little bit back in the west but don't worry as we head towards the christmas holiday there's more cold air up there pacific northwest starting to see it and as we head towards the christmas weekend 
weekend. We start to see that cold come right down through the middle part of the country. That's going to bring some more snow chances there anywhere where you're seeing uh, kind of north of that yellow line there. Uh, more snow chances as we approach the Christmas holiday. But take a look at this. These are feels like temperatures this morning uh, back near or below zero there. Rapid City in the single digits up farther to the north. Winds still very, very gusty. So feels like temperatures throughout the day and into tomorrow are likely going to be in the single digits or below zero for much of the Dakotas and the northern plains. And then wind chills in the 20s across the uh, east, just east of there where the system still continues to move out. And uh, that system, yeah, it's a big one. It's going to be continuing to move up the east coast, though. Notice what's happening here. This initial low is weakening. It still keeps some snow showers there, windy conditions. And then meanwhile, energy getting transferred to this low right here. That's going to push some heavier snow in interior portions of New England and the mid-Atlantic states. And the, as that moves on out of here, we've got a secondary cold front that's going to bring in a reinforcing shot of cold air and the chance for some of those lake enhanced snow showers downwind of Lake Michigan. So still some snow ongoing in parts of the northern plains and the upper Midwest. Most of the snow, though, going to be in the parts of the interior New England, and that's where we're going to see close to or over a foot of snow in some of those mountains there of Pennsylvania and into New York State. And we'll continue to track that right here on Ag Day. That's a look around the country. Now let's take a look at the weather where you live. Mansfield, Pennsylvania, snow and sleet changing to heavy snow, a high of 32 degrees. Heading to Duluth, Minnesota, heavy snow and blowing snow. That's going to continue throughout the day, a high of 33 degrees. And mostly cloudy and cool in Hanford, California, a high of 52. Ag Day is brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. Plant your independence, plant Wiffles. To learn more, go to wiffles.com or contact your local Wiffles seed representative. A new report says the use of antibiotics on livestock continues to go down. That's the finding of a report from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration Center for Veterinary Medicine. It says that sales and distribution of medically important antimicrobial drugs approved for use in livestock decreased by less than 1% between 20 and 21. Now, since the significant decrease in the sale of animal antibiotics back in 2017, annual sales have remained at reduced levels. When compared to 2015, the peak year of sales, last year's sales were 38% lower. Now, the FDA's goal is to slow the development of antibiotic resistance in order to maintain the effectiveness in fighting disease in animals and humans. Cattle feeders seeing leverage opportunities for the first time in years as packers face negative margins. Feeder asking prices up to 160 per hundred. That's part of a $6 per hundred increase since the 1st of November. Upcoming holiday slaughter schedules are limiting some sales and fewer cattle also leading to volatility in wholesale beef prices. Choice boxes surged to near $260 per hundred this week after declines a week ago. That volatility comes as packers are being forced to pay more for cattle and that's eating into margins. The Sterling Beef Profit Tracker estimating packer losses at their highest point in seven years somewhere between $75 and $140 per head. Coming up, cows helping to fight crime. How these bovines came to the rescue for police in the country.
police are chasing someone, they appreciate help from wherever they can get it, even if that happens to be a herd of cows. Police in Devon, England got an assist from livestock stalking a suspect through a field. The National Police Air Service posting the thermal imaging video with puns galore, including it was a high stakes incident. It was a slow speed cow chase, eventually leading the suspect to run right into the arms of the law. Now it's usually the cows getting herded, but this time they were the ones hurting the man. And that's all the time we have this morning. We're sure glad you tuned in. From all of us here at Agdan, Clinton Griffiths, have a great day.